0: Whatever that signal is from your body, you catch it early and bring it back into balance before it manifests into illness or disease. And that's what Ayurveda is really all about. It's about preventing illness or disease because you're so in tune with your body, you're catching those subtle signals.
1: Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Hi, it's Kathy with the Rock Your Retirement Show, and today we have Colette Kent. Colette is a native of Ireland. She moved to the U.S. in her early 20s, and she worked in finance for over a decade, Then she discovered her passion for health and fitness, and she actually pursued a full-time career in this field. She moved to Nice, France in 2008, where she opened a fitness and yoga studio. Now She, unlike me was an avid competitor. She took sports. She did triathlons and marathons and bike races. But in 2014, something happened. And I'm going to let her tell you what happened then that changed her life. So Colette, Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for having me. You're welcome and I love your little accent. That just <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked
1: that accent. I'm I'm gonna have to make it to Ireland someday. But tell me what happened in 2014.
0: Well, really what happened was, is a accumulation of overtraining and pushing my body to the max and not listening to my body, not listening to the subtle signals that it was giving me and basically got to the point where I was doing too much training, too much exercising. Not only was I doing it for competition, but also I was a personal trainer and teaching fitness classes. So I was constantly on the go. Even though I thought everything I was doing was correct. I was eating healthy and exercising daily, but it was just too much. And my body got out of balance and as a result I had like an irritable bowel and my menstrual cycle stopped and my body was just completely fatigued. I was had a lot of lethargy and Basically, my body was screaming out for some attention, and I was overriding that for a long time by just pushing it. So I was really just not listening to my body and not paying attention or giving it the care it needed. So,
1: I mean, so you were doing all this exercise, you were eating healthy, and yet you were tired, you had symptoms with your, you know, stomach, with your bowels. So what did you do? Like, how did you finally figure it out?
0: So I was so confused and I was just really gutted because not only was it personally that it was affecting me, but also professionally because I was teaching people about fitness and health. And I was, you know, thinking to myself, well, if I can't figure it out for myself and have my own health in order, then there's something wrong. So then I decided, okay, I need to just take time out and really Take charge and pay attention to my health and investigated this a little more.
1: So, you said to yourself you were going to take charge of your health, even though from the outside looking in, it seems to me that you were already doing things that were pretty healthy. So, what did you wind up doing?
0: absolutely. I thought I was healthy. People around me asked me for health advice. Um, So when it got to the point where my health was really screaming for attention, I took some time out and I actually ended up at an Ayurvedic wellness center in Bali where I consulted with an Ayurvedic doctor. I wanted to do a big, a deep internal cleanse of my body and just really take some time out away from training, away from fitness. And she suggested a three-week cleanse. She He explained to me about my constitutional type and how the lifestyle I was leading and the food I was eating was actually aggravating to my body. And that was why I was experiencing all these problems. And she suggested doing a reset cleanse, for, like I said, for three weeks. And then during that time, she helped me to understand how I should eat, how I should live, how I should exercise to maintain balance, to prevent any of these symptoms from reoccurring. So it was really all about just understanding my unique physical and mental constitution, that during the cleanse, which was an all-natural, holistic cleanse in that it dealt with the mind, the body, and the soul. But it really caused a lot of life bulb moments to go off for me, both personally and professionally. Like I said, I learned about my individual constitution, how to live and eat and exercise, etc. for me. But also it, it helped me understand other people as well, because I learned about the other constitutional types and what they call the mind-body types. So professionally, I knew this was the answer I was looking for. And this is what I wanted to bring in with my career in health and fitness, I wanted to bring in this individualized approach where each person has an individual mind-body type, and a lifestyle and food and exercises are tailored to each individual rather than a one-size-fits-all.
1: Okay, so you're getting a little woo-woo on me. I'm like, uh, what is this, Ayurveda? Like, now, what is that? It's called. Veda, like how do you pronounce that?
0: Right. Ayurveda. And it's actually two words. It's a Sanskrit word. Ayur, which is A-Y-U-R, translates to life. And Veda, V-E-D-A, translates to science. So it's the science of life. And basically what it is, is it dates back over 5,000 years. It's the ancient Indian medical system and ayurveda is all about holistic approach to healing so it talks about understanding your own true nature like i said your own mind body type but it also emphasizes the importance of living in tune with the natural rhythms of nature which is something in our modern world we've kind of got away from because of electricity and modern conveniences we're less in tune with mother nature so it really is this ancient philosophy which teaches us how to live our life in tune with our own nature and what ayurveda teaches is that everything in the natural world is made up of the five elements of nature which are space air fire water and earth and these five elements form what's called three doshas or mind body types And that's the three doshas or the mind-body types that we each are comprised of. So each of us has these three doshas in our body, but just in different ratios. Now the doshas, they're not physical structures. They're just the energies behind the functions of the body.
1: Okay. So how would I, for example, tell what kind of dosha I, I mean, I have all three doshas, but how would I tell which is my dominant dosha? Am I getting that right or am I totally off base?
0: No, you're perfect. Yeah. So your dosha is determined at conception and your dosha never changes. But what I can do right now is explain the three types of doshas, which gives you an idea of how those characteristics appear in your body. So you'll get a general idea perhaps of which dosha you are. But it is recommended that, you know, you speak to an Ayurvedic counselor or practitioner to get a really in-depth understanding. So I'll go a little bit into detail on the three doshas. The first one is Vata dosha, that's V-A-T-A. And that's made up of the the energies of space and air or the elements of space and air and vata is really all about movement and action and we say that vata in nature is like the wind so a vata person may be slim and slender and either short or tall so maybe like small and petite or tall and lean they generally have an oval face and small eyes they may have dry skin or thin hair thin brittle hair just like the wind they are always moving they walk a lot they talk a lot also like the wind it's where the wind is very variable in nature the Vata person would have a variable metabolism, meaning they may forget to eat sometimes, and they may run out of energy, or they may suffer from insomnia sometimes. Everything is is very variable in their body. They may have some gaps between their teeth. They may have a deviated septum in their nose. So you look for a lot of variabilities in a person with a high Vata dosha, high Vata ratio. Now, vatas are, tend to be very creative, they're intuitive, they're imaginative and, and artistic. So they, a lot of actors or dancers, artists would have a high vata constitution. They're always on the go and they love to travel. And this movement always just like the wind is always moving, Vata's mind is always moving. It's the mind is like a busy bee. And that can be challenging for Vata to feel grounded or to feel balanced or stable because their mind is always in the future, always thinking ahead. And they can tend to be born warriors. They may feel anxious or nervous. And their slogan in life would be, Can I change my mind? Because they can be tend to be quite indecisive. So for a Vata person, In order to balance out vata, it's all about grounding vata. If if you're feeling like your mind is too up in the air, it's too indecisive, you have a hard time focusing, you need to ground with lifestyle activities like maybe slow yoga or meditation or grounding foods, like foods that are, are heavier, more comfort foods. So that's the vata dosha. Now, if a vata is out of balance, they may feel more dryness in the body. So that wind really dries the body out and there could be dryness in the skin, the lips or the hair. They may have cold hands or cold feet. That dryness also would occur in the in the stools. They may suffer from constipation or insomnia, like I mentioned earlier, just because it's hard for them to settle their mind to go to sleep sometimes. Or they may feel dizziness or tremors or tingling in their body. And when a vata person is out of balance, they may also feel some fear or anxiety, maybe nervousness or restlessness. So these are signs of what it's like when your vata is out of balance. And if you... Consulted with an Ayurvedic counselor or practitioner, they would tell you your exact dosha and show you the signs of imbalance or what to look out for for imbalance in the body, and then would tell you how to bring yourself back into balance.
1: Okay, that's Vata.
0: So then what's the next one? I think you said
1: Pita or Pitta. Yeah. That's
0: right. Pitta. So Pitta in nature is like the sun's heat. Pitta is all about, you can imagine the sun's heat is very intense. So Pitta is all about transformation and conversion, and it's also responsible for digestion in the body. Now a Pitta person, their characteristics would be like a medium build, good, strong muscles, medium height. They tend to have a sharp nose, like a long pointed nose, sharp eyes, quite intense eyes, maybe a sharp chin and they tend to have a sharp tongue, meaning they can sometimes make some biting remarks. <laughs> They're very good speakers. They tend to speak to the point. They're very precise, and therefore they make great like CEOs or managers or speakers, politicians. This is maybe some roles that a Pitta person would play. They're all about goals and they're list makers, always on time. They're very focused on the outcome, focused on, like I said, the goal. They can be witty and opinionated, but they can also overheat. So we said they're like the sun's heat in nature. They can tend to be critical of others and very overcritical and overanalyzing and also on the hard on themselves. They sometimes they may get um, angry quickly and they have a sharp metabolism, meaning that they're always hungry. And these are the people who would get hangry, meaning that if they didn't eat, they might get a little angry. So it's important for a Pitt person to always have snacks on them because their digestion is very strong. Now their slogan would be "Do it my way or the highway." So these these characters, they're productive. They're Goal setters, they're competitive, but they need to be careful not to overheat, not to become overly competitive. So, when a pit person is aggravated or out of balance, it would all be in signs of overheating in the body, like inflammation or hot flashes. The body would be trying to get rid of that excess heat, so they may suffer from loose stool or diarrhea. Also, maybe the body would try to get rid of the heat with rashes, skin rashes. And these skin rashes would look very hot and irritable and inflamed and angry. So that could be like acne or hives or psoriasis or cold sores, maybe eczema. And they may get bloodshot or red eyes, and maybe headaches around the eyes, maybe migraines. All you can see, all these things are quite intense. And that, that comes from that pitta, intense heat. Also, if a Pitta person is out of balance, meaning that if their lifestyle is out of balance or if they're eating the wrong foods, they may experience heartburn, acid reflux, ulcers, again, all excess heat in the body. And emotionally, they may experience anger or impatience, maybe irritability or jealousy or frustration. So that's all signs of Pitta being aggravated. So for Pitta, just very general here. It's all about cooling and finding more balance and less intensity. So it's more about moderation, less competition, and more calming activities and calming food. So less, definitely less spice. They don't need any more spice or any more heat in their body. They have enough of that. (laughs) Then the last one is kafa. And Kapha is made up of the elements of water and earth. And sorry, I don't know if I mentioned what Pitta, the elements of Pitta are fire and water. Sorry, I think I forgot to mention that. But Kapha is water and earth. And Kapha is the energy of construction. You think of water and earth together, makes that kind of clay. Um, So it's the energy of construction in the body. And a Kapha person... Would be well built. They have a full, well rounded features like face, nose, eyes. They have a full, you know, rounded figure. And um, they tend to have really long, thick hair. And these people are loving, nurturing, caring people. They're like Mother Earth figures, basically. They have a strong immune system and they are really great listeners. They have great endurance. However, they tend to be a little lazy. So if they don't have that fire of pitta to get up and going. They tend to want to sit and relax and follow others. They don't really want to take the initiative. Their mind also tends to be a little heavier. They maybe learn things a little slower, but once they grasp or once they learn something new, they'll never forget it. And they tend to attach quite quickly to things um, and have a hard time letting go. That could be to possessions or people sometimes. Now their slogan would be, don't worry, be happy. They just want everyone to be happy. They want, they like to go with the flow, no drama. So when a cough, a person is out of balance, it's because of their slow nature. It means that that slow nature becomes more intense and it can lead to slowness in the digestive system. It could lead to weight gain or water retention could also lead to congestion like mucus and coughs and colds. Um, a low, heavy energy depletion. They could end up sleeping a lot or just having no, um, get up and go. Uh, they may have brain fog or possible depression. And like I mentioned earlier, they may, they can get, if out of balance, they can get possessive or have attachment to people or things. So there are some of the signs of a kapha imbalance. So like I said earlier, we have the three doshas in our body, but everyone has them at different ratios. So it's really about finding out what your constitution is and but most importantly finding out what the signs imbalance are for your constitution. So that when your body's out of balance, you can catch those signals, those subtle signals your body gives you, whether it's heartburn or whether it's mind spinning or the kapha, excessive sleep or brain fog, whatever that signal is from your body, you catch it early. And bring it back into balance before it manifests into illness or disease. And that's what Ayurveda is really all about. It's about preventing illness or disease because you're so in tune with your body, you're catching those subtle signals.
1: Okay. Well, you have given us a really good overview of what it is. And when we come back from the break... We're going to go into how to figure out which, because for me, I see myself in all three of these. And so we'll we'll come back after the break and we'll talk about that. So right now we're talking with Colette Kent and she has the website ElementsHealingAndWellbeing.com. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Kathy. When I'm not hosting Rock Your Retirement, I'm helping people with their Medicare insurance. One of the times you need to check your Medicare insurance is when you've moved. To get my free guide, Five Things You Need to Know About Medicare When You Are Moving, just go to medicarequick.com move. And in the meantime, listen to these cool disclosures. Neither Medicare Quick nor its agents is connected with the federal Medicare program. Medical insurance licensed in the states of California, Florida, Nevada, and Texas, and Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan service areas vary. California insurance license zero seven nine seven five six six.
0: Hi, this is Bon Brashler, the author of Healing with Your Pet, and you are listening to Rock Your Retirement.
1: Welcome back. I'm talking with Colette Kent from Wellbeing dot com. We're talking about a an ancient. Indian health and wellness type of practice called Ayurveda. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Mm -hmm. Ayurveda. Ayurveda. Uh And she's just gone over the three types of people, the three basic types. And I see myself in all of these. So... Colette, how can I really tell which one I am? And how do I know when I'm out of balance? And what do I do? That's not very many questions, is it?
0: (laughs) No, well, no, all, all good questions. So the first thing you would do is fill out a constitutional analysis questionnaire. And this is just A general questionnaire to kind of get the conversation started. These questionnaires are available online and I have one on my website, but you would fill out the questionnaire and this would give you your numbers for each dosha. So it will tell you, and in each question, you may have a question on the body, you may have a question on the mind, it goes through all aspects of your holistic self, and then it gives you in total at the end with your numbers of what number of pitta you are, what number of vata, and what number of kapha. Now obviously that's very general, so what I do with my clients is I have them fill out the questionnaire in advance and then they come and see me and I do a 90-minute consultation. So it's an in-depth chat about their life, their lifestyle. We go into every detail of their life and I help them determine what their constitution is and give them the understanding of how their constitution works and what's the best lifestyle and exercise and food for them. And Ayurveda even tells us the best climate and the best work, the best job for ourselves, but also I educate them on what are the signs of imbalance for their constitution. Then I give them the tools to bring themselves back into balance and to do so naturally, just using lifestyle, using, could be meditation, yoga, breath work, it could be food, spices and herbs. So Ayurveda is all about a natural approach to healing. And so my thing is to empower my clients to really take charge of their own health and to understand their bodies and make their own decisions for their health and empower them to be confident in listening to their body and also reading the signals and knowing how to change their food or change their lifestyle when they see those signs of imbalance arise.
1: Okay. And I think we all have signs of imbalance at some point in our lives. You had at the beginning of our conversation, you had talked about a cleanse that you had to do. Now, I did a cleanse several years ago to try to figure out why I cough all the time. And because, you know, I'm allergic to perfume. And when I say allergic, I don't mean I'm going to die. I mean, it makes me cough. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed that when I would eat any kind of dairy, it would happen. Same thing would happen. I went to a traditional MD and had some allergy testing and they said I wasn't allergic to anything. And well, my husband and I knew that weren't true. So we did a cleanse and we did it together because it was very, very difficult to do this cleanse. It was basically giving up almost <laughs> all foods that you like. It was There was no sugar, no caffeine, no alcohol, nothing with peanuts, nothing with soy, nothing with um, any kind of allergen at all. No dairy. Basically, if you read labels, it meant I couldn't eat out. I couldn't, I couldn't do any kind of eating out. I had to cook at home. And after the three weeks was up with the uh, diet I went on, you do nothing for three weeks and then you add in back food, certain foods. So one week I could have soy, another week I could have gluten, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was a really, really difficult cleanse and I had to restart it because I messed it up because I thought soy sauce only had soy in it. I didn't realize it had gluten in it too. What kind of cleanse... Did you have to go on?
0: The cleanse I did, um, again, it's an all-natural cleanse. It's one I actually offer my clients in my work today. Basically, it's a three-week cleanse, and the first week is just preparation. So in week one, you're gradually eliminating caffeine and processed foods and anything with refined sugars and it's all about just preparing yourself for the cleanse. I also have clients drink a specific digestive tea to get their digestive system working right because if we want to cleanse the body of toxins, we need to make sure everything's flowing correctly through the body. And then in week two, there's certain foods that they eat, but you eat three meals a day and there's definitely no fasting what we use as a cleansing agent is what's called ghee which is clarified butter and the interesting thing about ghee is it makes it's made up of butyric acid which is the same components as the bacteria in our gut make so basically ghee this clarified butter and our gut bacteria have the same components so meaning that our body knows exactly what to do with it and this ghee goes into the cells, um, permeates the body into the cells, the cellular level, pulling out the fat-soluble toxins, so those really stubborn toxins. And not only physical toxins, but also any undigested emotions that may come up during this cleanse. So the ghee is the cleansing agent. And we use a, what's called a kichari, which is an Ayurvedic mung dal, basically, Um, for the foods and that's the the main meal in the middle of the day and the kitchery is made up of mung beans and rice or quinoa depending on my client and again the food is tailored to each individual so it would be specific herbs and spices and vegetables used in the kitchery, depending on what you need so everything's tailored to each individual and then in the evening there's soups and we also do have stewed apples as snacks so we do that eating regime for seven days where all the toxins are pulled from a cellular level and brought through the GI tract, the gastrointestinal tract, and then eliminated on a a purge day. There's an elimination day. And then the most important thing in this cleanse is it has a rejuvenation week. So after in week three, after the seven days of cleansing, it's all about building back up the cells and tissues of the body because cleanses leave us very depleted. Your body has gone through a lot. And so it's Ayurveda introduces a lot of really satfic foods. What well, satfic meaning foods that are really gonna nourish your cells and tissues to bring up a strong foundation. And that will be things like dates and mangoes and sweet potato and kale and lots of really nice yummy dishes to get you back on track. So that's the three week cleanse that I did and that's what I do for my clients now. But and like I said, it's all tailored to each person depending on what their body needs.
1: Wow. That is so much information that you have packed into such a small amount of time. Would you say that eating this way, following this type of methodology helps with... Aging gracefully or longevity—like, what what is the purpose of this? Is it specifically to give you more energy, or?
0: Well, the purpose of the cleanse, Ayurveda and yoga are actually sister sciences. They come from the same era, the same Vedic knowledge. So, and both Ayurveda and yoga believe that regular cleansing is a good thing for the body, at least twice a year. But, but it's just to clean out the toxins, just like we clean out the the oil in our car, or just like we change our clothes at the change of season our body needs a period of rest. And really these cleanses, it's just seven days of eating um, a diet that's very easy, digestible for the body and that's nurturing and, and soothing for the body and just giving your body time to reset and get rid of any excess toxins. And... Right. But the
1: but the rest of the year you're eating a specific way as well, right?
0: Right. So I'm all about 80-20. you're on track and you're eating a certain way. And then 20% you're, you know, you're going out and you're being social. So I think I I like to encourage my clients to live a good, healthy lifestyle with healthy routines and food, but also to be flexible. But when you have a consultation with a Ayurvedic practitioner, they will tell you what foods are best for you. And really what will happen is the practitioner will create awareness around the foods that maybe aggravating. And then once you eat those foods, for example, if it's pit, an aggravating food might will be spicy food, maybe garlic. Maybe alcohol, caffeine, that will cause excess heat in the body. So, once you're aware of this and then you experience that aggravation in your body after eating or drinking these foods or drinks, then that will encourage you to make changes because awareness is the catalyst to change. But as we age, our digestive system becomes a little weaker. And, you know, we really need to introduce self care practices at an earlier stage in life as early as our 20s and 30s so that as we age we can remain in balance and and enjoy optimal health the interesting thing about these doshas that we talked about earlier vata pitta and kapha is that they also appear in the life cycle and so this might be interesting to your audience in regards rocking your retirement and hopefully rocking it with optimal health and vitality so with the doshas the kapha dosha, appears in the life cycle from birth to puberty. And we talked about kapha is like, you know, the happy-go-lucky. So you can think of children, they're happy-go-lucky and they're, they're just one dependent on their parents and they're compassionate. That would be the kapha stage of life. And then from puberty to menopause for women or andropause for men would be the pitta stage of life where you got that heat and that drive and that competition. And it's all about building your career and building relationships and possible family. And so it's all that Pitta drive pushing you through the Pitta stage of life. And so at the end of that stage of life, we have menopause. So, you know, a menopause can be a time where there's a lot of heat in the body and, and people can suffer from hot flashes or irritability or hormonal imbalances. So this is information that we can really use to make sure that we have a calmer transition into the third stage of life which is the vata stage of life and Ayurveda calls the wisdom stage of life. But just to speak a little bit on the pitta stage of life, that heat, if you understand your constitutional makeup, you can understand and know the signs of heat in your body and know how to bring it back into balance so that you don't experience that, that excess heat in menopause or that hormonal imbalance. You can like I said, have a smoother transition into the wisdom stage of life.
1: That's good because taking these hormones might not be that good for your body.
0: Absolutely. Everything has, a, everything has a side effect. And really, in the end of the day, while Western medicine definitely has its place and modern technology is amazing, but if we catch things earlier, like I said, if we catch those subtle signals, we won't need those Western intervention because we'll understand the signals that our body's given us because our body is so intelligent. And we'll be able to bring it back into balance just with lifestyle and food. And really understand what's going on. Um, a lot of times, if we take medication, it's just covering up those signals that our body's trying to give us.
1: That's so true, and and a lot of times too, one medication causes a problem that you have to take another medication for, and just becomes a big snowball with medications.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And particularly in as we age, and this is an area that I'm very interested in. I've just wrote a blog on aging gracefully into the wisdom stage of life. As we age, we really need to be very mindful of our self-care practices and of our healthy habits so that we can enjoy optimal health and so that mis- disease or illness doesn't manifest in our body. That's great.
1: Now, if I have somebody who's listening and they're not in in your area, and you live in the San Diego area, correct? That's correct. So let's say they're not in the San Diego area. Can you still work with them?
0: Absolutely. I, my business is all online.
1: Oh, online?
0: Yeah, because I have a lot of clients from when I lived in Europe and um, when I was in Bali. So I, I do it all online. I do consultations by Skype or FaceTime or by phone. Then I have my courses, my cleanses and my healthy habits courses they're all online they're all webinars but I support my clients through these these programs and it's a very one-on-one program because we have that in-depth chat at the start a 90-minute consultation and then we see what's each person needs and I tailor the program to each individual. So I'm very much involved and I only take a specific number of clients at a time so I can really support each client through the process of what they need.
1: Well, that's great because that means that even if they're in the San Diego area, they don't have to get in their car and drive over to where you are. They can do everything online, on Skype, because that's how you have it set up, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's perfect. So if somebody wants to learn more, how would they reach you?
0: So they can reach me. My website is elementshealingandwellbeing.com.
1: And I'll have a link to that on the show notes as well, but just for your information, listener, and is spelled out, A-N-D. So ElementsHealingAndWellbeing.com. Did I get that right?
0: Uh, you got that correct. And yeah, you can email me from there. My email is Info, I-N-F-O at ElementsHealingAndWellbeing.com. And I also have a lot of blogs on there or a lot of special offers as well.
1: That's fantastic. Colette, thank you so much for coming on the show, explaining about this new to me, but old in the history of the world. I don't know. What do you call it? A methodology?
0: Yeah, it's really a philosophy, and it's really a a, a way to live your life. I, I wish we received this information as kids. So we could really would save years of banging our heads against the wall trying to figure ourselves out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's never too late, though. We can we can always. Yeah, we can always move forward. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really Mm -hmm. thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. H 1017 writes fun and informative he writes as a huge fan of corny jokes i especially love the corny jokes episode kathy makes me a 30 year old ready to retire now thanks sean that show was a little out of the ordinary and i'm glad that you enjoyed it wasn't that fun i'd love for you to leave a review too and if you don't know how just go to rockyourretirement.com dot com slash review and that'll take you to a free video tutorial that shows you how. Oh wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode one sixteen. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy episodes one through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia these are topics that may or may not be interesting to you you can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you and that's okay i actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us since our audience is typically older. We grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio. Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show. And when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's The Rock, Your Retirement Show, and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting number three how you can support us is by leaving a review whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars five stars is typically the best and of course we're shooting for those five star reviews and if you tell us why you like the show what you liked about it. It's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.